follow the program, and just try to have a good time. Yeah, man, 100% definitely we're going to dive a little bit into how you started and whatnot. But just before we even get that, what made you get into basketball at a young age? What was your inspiration behind basketball? What made you fall up with the sport? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I like I like all sports, Kevin, and I uh, football was not in the cards. Uh, I was scared of playing football and right. uh, the, the whole hitting thing. And so I played baseball and I played basketball at a young age, and baseball was fine. It had some boring parts. Uh, I enjoyed basketball the most. And uh, and so it just built from there. And then uh, growing up in West Virginia, you really right. there's no professional teams, so gravitated towards paying attention to uh, West Virginia University and but yeah, at an early age, it just, it's the it's the sport that stuck as far as something I enjoyed doing the most. That makes sense, though, and a hundred percent. Any favorite team you had before West Virginia, or anything uh, growing up before you did? No, just West Virginia. I, West Virginia was not very good uh, when I was a young man. So, uh, being young and naive, I I <laughs> lost my allegiances the WVU and paid attention to, and I'm front runner. I was a front runner for a little bit, Kevin. I'm I, I'm not ashamed to admit that. And <laughs> followed Kentucky because they were pretty good in the 90s with Rick Pitino and uh, so many NBA pros. And then when a certain coach disappeared from WVU, uh, switched my allegiances to back to WVU uh, where they stayed. So I'm not proud of that in my history. I chalk it up to being. Um, just a young man, and so uh, you know you live and you learn. One hundred percent, man. That's a great. That's a great answer, right? Because at the end of the day, we live and learn, and we all have certain things about us that make us say, hey, "Let's let's deal with," and let's not. But let's get into more of the podcast. But what was your uh, motivation to start a podcast before anything else? The the motivation, Kevin, was I listened to a lot of podcasts, and my father and I. My father, I gained my WVU fandom from him, and we would do recaps over the phone with each other. We were essentially doing a podcast, hmm. you know, and so it was it was just us talking about it and, and who did great, who didn't, just what's happening in the future. And so, like, not to get my dad involved in podcasting, so I thought, you know, I'd like to pick up a hobby. Uh, there's this new app called Anchor that you can do this from your phone. So low overhead, and I wanted to fill some time, and I like talking about it. So that was the motivation, was trying to find a hobby uh, of something that I'm interested in and was kind of doing it already, only we weren't putting it out to uh, to the public. We were just <laughs> we were just calling each other on the phone and, and, and breaking down the game. And so that – it's like, yeah, I – I'll do that and step out of my comfort zone and share that with strangers. So that's the motivation for podcasting for me. Oh, 100%. It's a great way to express yourself and really understand what what it's about, right? Podcasting, it doesn't matter what you do. You have so many outlets. Now, how has the game changed for you since Anchor has come along and distribution and all that? It was amazing because, and Kevin, I met you through the Anchor pro, uh, through the Anchor platform, and so right. when I first got on, it wasn't it wasn't being distributed to 
Apple Podcasts uh, th- that I can remember. I think it was just on Anchor, and yep. you and it was more of like a social media outlet where you could a lot of more interaction with other folks on the platform, and but and you could only do like I think five minutes at a time. Like it was really. There was it was free, but there was some limitations to it, and so right. soon after, uh, it was like okay, now it'll go out to Apple Podcasts, it'll go out to Google, and then more outlets followed, and and the format has changed, and they've upgraded, and then they get bought by Spotify, and so uh, it's but it's still free for me as a person who does this as a hobby. It's still free to use, and so I'm, I've taken advantage of that, and, and they've updated the tools, and now I can edit through Anchor and do all these things. So uh, as far as podcast-wise, I'm just getting more reps and doing it. I can't believe this upcoming basketball season will be the third season that I do the podcast following the basketball year, uh, which seems crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, so in that time, just Hopefully, I'm getting a little bit better at this, uh, and more people listen, and and those are all good things. And it's still, I can still treat it as a hobby. I don't have to. Uh, I've added some equipment, but still, essentially using my phone and sometimes a laptop now, and uh, and really enjoy still doing it. So um, the game has changed none in that regard, in that I still like doing it. So that's that's cool, and it's still easy to do. That's cool, man. Uh, it, it sounds like you started from just a side project, right, in, in the sense that we were all on a side project, right, the anchor. It seems like a project, and now it's turned into a revolution. Because I think everyone, or like one point, one in every four, or one in every three podcasts are powered by anchor. It's crazy how far they've grown, how far we've come, too. It's crazy. It really has grown and to be bought for millions of dollars by uh, the leading music streaming company it's 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 a crazy journey and so i i, right. I haven't in my podcast experienced that kind of journey but uh growth nevertheless and it's been fun along the way 100 percent, yeah spotify definitely shout out to spotify and anchor. those guys are doing great things in the world uh so what is your demographic like uh what's your listenership is it, is it around the world is it more domestic is it just wb that's a good question kevin uh mostly it's, as you can imagine uh, and there's graduates of WVU around the country, around the world, uh, but it's a very specific podcast topic. It's, it's not even just WVU. Like, there's a lot of podcasts. You know, 1.8 million people in West Virginia. Right. Uh, there's a lot of WVU sports podcasts. It's a – it's a for that number of people, I feel like the market is – there's just so many, and there seems to be one popping up. Uh, every week or every month, which is awesome. I think the more the better, and if people are enjoying it, they should do it. Um, but as far as from the analytics from Anchor, a majority are in West Virginia, but there there have been some – there's been some Canadian listeners, there's been some French listeners, <laughs> uh, and then different parts of the country. This is a funny story. So I, the Anchor analytics tell you which states you've listened to, and right. so I shared that with my audience, like people listening in California and, and uh, New Mexico and, and these places where, well, how in the world would they find out about this? And then a truck driver called me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. A truck driver said, 
hey, man, uh, I don't want to rain on your parade or anything, but I probably represent a lot of the states that you're listening, that, that people are listening to you in because I listen to you while I travel, and I've listened to you in multiple states. So um, either lots of people around the country outside of West Virginia are listening or just that one truck driver. Either way, I'm flattered. <laughs> that's a funny story, Josh. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, I guess you're right. When they do travel in state, the, the sensor or whatever, how the analytics pick up, it just picks it up, and that's where you get your listeners. Isn't that, it's crazy. I was like, okay, well, yeah, you, you didn't rain on my parade. I'm still, uh, I've never met you in person, so it's pretty cool that you found my podcast. Um, and whether it's you or there's actual other human beings checking it out, uh, there are people outside of West Virginia, West Virginia listening to my podcast. That's crazy. I guess dozens of listeners has turned into many listeners now. But uh, interesting, just just it's a good segue about the state. For those who are unfamiliar with the state of West Virginia, before we get into any basketball, what is it like out there? What is the atmosphere since you're more of the home gamers out there? Sure. Uh, West Virginia, beautiful place. If you've ever been to West Virginia, beautiful mountain, uh, lots of fun outdoor activities to do. I think there's a rich history in West Virginia. Um, and it's definitely, if you haven't been to West Virginia, come and check it out. Now, our state, uh, within that history, uh, we, I would say, right now are in uh, – <laughs> What's the right word? It's it's not we're not at our best selves right now. We have um, and we're not the only state that's dealing with an opiate crisis, but it's really right. bad here. Um, and there we're changing economies as far as uh, we do have. We still depend on energy, coal, uh, not as much more natural gas. And uh, but anyway, so, so a, a changing culture, a changing economy, and there's some growing pains with that, but um, I think it's a beautiful state. It's hard for me to picture myself, Kevin, living somewhere else other than West Virginia, and uh, I I love the people. I love the scenery, and I think think the state will bounce back, but it's, um, if you haven't been to West Virginia, come and visit us, and I think you'll enjoy the experience. Because I think a lot of people have something in their head of what West Virginia is like, and I think it's only right to, if you're curious and you want to see a beautiful place, come and visit and 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 develop your own opinion of the state. Family type atmosphere. I thought it's a great it's a great segue, right? I think it's important to keep that family type atmosphere, not just in the state but also in sports. So, Josh, now we get to the basketball sessions here. What are what are some things you've seen with the basketball team when you started the podcast, right, like three years ago to now? Is there any seasons in particular in those three years that stand out? I know last season was big when we had uh, Javon Carter. So this is I'm, – I'm coming up on my third season, so it, it was a tale of two seasons <laughs> uh, yeah. since I've been doing this. So the first season, senior year for Javon Carter, who's now in the NBA, uh, congrats to him. So the team did really well, made the NCAA tournament, lost to the eventual champion Villanova in the NCAA tournament. But a fun team to watch, uh, new guys that are always interesting. That's the great thing about college basketball is you get to, you get to meet new players each year. Right, and right. so um, 
Now, last season, there was a bunch of new players, and uh, so lots of freshmen, lots of new guys, and then uh, the <laughs> a lot of transitions in that people were injured, people uh, ended up being kicked off the team or decided to transfer out, and so uh, it was Bob Huggins' second losing season in West Virginia University since he, he's been there. And only his fourth losing season since he's been coaching. He's been coaching close to 40 years. So it was a so the first season following went much more excited and great. And it was kind of a slog this season because uh, you saw some things for the future as far as the young guys developing, and that was great. But also, uh, Huggins is not used to losing. This is not <laughs> this is not something he does. So to uh, do the podcast while West Virginia has a losing season. Uh, <laughs> it made it made the podcast interesting. Yeah. It took a, it took a different turn as far as all right. Let's I need to be a little more creative here and give somebody some fan an opportunity to to listen to the podcast because if your team's not winning and you follow a podcast because of of the team's success and they're not having success. Why in the world would you listen to the podcast? Why, why would you just want to be miserable? <laughs> so I'm going to experience good things and then uh, had to be like when they were getting blown out at home by teams that weren't great. It's like, okay, let's let's try to figure out something <laughs> to oh, make man. people want to listen versus – it was amazing, Kevin, from friends saying, oh, man, you got to do the podcast. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've committed to doing one after every game. Uh, so, but uh, the hope is with this season and future seasons, is if I'm still do- doing the podcast, and even if not as a fan, kind of look back and say, all right, that was a bad year, but look how these guys have developed and look where they've gone. Right, right. No, I, I guess that was my next question. Is, uh, what, what, was, what were some of those, uh, I don't want to say dark, but what, what were some of those days like <laughs> – when recording when the team wasn't doing well. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say dark, but I guess so. No, it was, you know, uh, losing streaks. And um, we had uh, a guy, uh, Sagabakanate, who struggled with an injury all year and ended up playing uh, maybe just a handful of games. So the will he or won't he play, and now he's getting a chance to play in the NBA, hopefully he'll right. make a roster for the Toronto Raptors. But during the season, it's like, okay, we missed this guy, and then there were other injuries, and then uh, somebody got uh, – one of our freshmen got suspended because he was showing up late for things. And so that was frustrating. And so, you know, not harping on it on the podcast, but at some point it, I just tried to uh, use different musical – <laughs> musical oh. things kind of showing the mood of myself and probably a lot of fans and, and trying to mine some humor out of uh, knowing, all right, this team, it can only get better from here and look for some positive things. But right now it's, <laughs> we're not used to after uh, multiple years of going to the NCAA tournament in a row to end up with a losing season. It's like, okay, we got we got to try something different here. So, and it was different in a way where it, it showed there was I, I was putting myself in a deep dark depression. I wasn't truly depressed, 
but for humor's sake, just like this is really bad, guys, and um, changing tones from just sad and defeated to uh, raising my voice in a <laughs> in a anger, like the different the different stages of grief is what I tried to present in different episodes of the podcast this year, and I I thought it worked out all right. I enjoyed it. Joshua, basketball comedian, that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Oh man, I, you know it's funny though. One thing about the season is, uh, I guess you can elaborate this a little bit more. Was the uh, the Big Twelve tournament? The team almost made a miracle run, right? They almost had the auto bid. Uh, what was that uh, like as a fan and as also a diehard to see that for the incoming season that there is some hope at the end of the tunnel? It's it keeps you hanging on. It reminds me of a. I don't know if you play golf, Kevin. Do you play golf? I watch a lot of golf, but I don't play much. <laughs> Okay, so you, uh, for somebody like me who doesn't play very often and is not very good, you can have a terrible round. Right. Like you're shoot, you get a nine on a par five. You're hitting balls left and right out of bounds. Uh, you're barring balls from a guy in your group uh, or lady. Like I've, I've got to finish the round. And then on 18, you hit a, a great drive, a second shot that lands 10 feet away, and you and you make the putt and you birdie the hole and all right. that other misery. Not that you forget it because it's on the scorecard; it all counted. But it's like you know what? I'm going to come back and play golf again. And that's how this season was like. It's like, oh my gosh, we're hitting it out of bounds. We're 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 getting pummeled here. I want to quit playing. I want to quit watching. And then uh, guys get kicked off the team. Uh, more uh, guys, younger guys are just getting minutes and getting comfortable knowing that there's nobody behind them or in front of them. And then they put a few wins together and then they get to the Big 12 tournament. They beat the eventual, eventual runner-up, Texas Tech, uh, in the second round. Still ended up losing the next game. But just it gave you hope. And then they played what I deemed the sad tournament. Uh, they paid money to go into a... <laughs> like a fourth-tier uh, postseason tournament and won a game there. And so it gave – it does give you hope. Uh, I'm I'm with them no matter what, but, like, okay, here's some signs of, of where they can improve in the future. So it, it's I, – I equate it to golf. It's like, oh, terrible round. But did you see my shot on 18? <laughs> that's, just, that's the season for WBU's. Like, yes, it was terrible throughout. But did you see him at Matthews? Dunk on Texas Tech in the Big 12 uh, tournament, that was awesome. So it, it's going to bring people back. Yeah, a little hope for the end, right, the late channel. Uh, so what is your upcoming outlook for this upcoming season? I know you talked about one of your podcasts. We have an All-American coming to the team. There's an All-American coming to the team. He's on the team. His name is Oscar, and then his last name, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It starts with a T. But first, McDonald's All-American. Uh, that's come to West Virginia that I can remember. Um, and so that's awesome. And so the guys that put together the 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 good ending to the season, they're a year older. Uh, the, the guys that transferred, it, it's a known quantity now. Now here's the problem, Kevin, is that there's a lot of new guys, again, because a lot of guys transferred out uh, or got kicked off the team, mm-hmm. We have to add new guys. So, so like last year, new guys. The uh, the word on the street is 
that the chemistry of the team is better, and so that that gives you promise. But I don't know. I'm not an expert. I followed this, but I'm not informed. I don't talk to people. But on the surface, I I don't I don't expect a lot of people getting kicked off the team or transferring out this year. These are the guys we're going to have. Uh, a lot of these guys gave us hope at the end of the year, and so being here another year, an off season where they can get stronger and work on skills, and depending on how good the conference is, they can. I think they're going to be better than last year. Now, how much better depends on how good the new guys are and how much the guys who are on the team have developed over the offseason. The offseason is so crucial, man, especially in any sport. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the offseason in a second, but one last thing before we talk about the offseason, more in-season thing. Uh, what's I know you've been a big Bob Huggins fan. What do you think – his strategy will be into this season. Do you think he will be a little bit more aggressive with the new guys in his playing time? Or do you think uh, he'll try to learn from what he did last season and adjust accordingly? Well, Huggins Huggins works with what he has. So I don't think he will, if he's getting frustrated with something that's not working, he won't stick with it. He'll, he'll try to go with the team's strengths. I know he wants to get back to uh, – <laughs> better defense. That was a big problem last year is that our young guys just within experience, they they didn't defend very well. And so having another off season to develop that, uh, whether it's full court press or just, just being better at that and also being better at rebounding. And so Oscar coming in, the new guy, he that's what he's known for is rebounding. Uh, Derek Culver, who was on the team last year and will be a sophomore, he averaged double figures in rebounds. So I think Huggins is excited about that, that those two guys are going to grab a lot of rebounds. I don't know what he thinks about the defense, um, but I know that's his goal, is to make them better on the defensive side of the floor. And in my experience, Kevin, with Bob Huggins, he's concerned about offense, like you need to make shots. But he's not that that concerned about it because he believes that if you defend and you rebound, that you can be you can struggle offensively and still still win games. So I think Hawkins' focus for this year is on the defensive side of the floor. I don't know what it looks like, but I know he's going to try to get this team better on defense. Yeah, I, I think especially in basketball, whether you're a basketball fan or you're listening around the world or not, it's it's important to play defense, right? You can anyone can score points, but defending people is especially hard, especially at the college level, right? As they grow and develop, and having that veteran leadership to help. Now, the off season. When I listened to some of your episodes in the first off season, I know what I know what they expect. I thought this was just a high pie. But this offseason, man, you stepped it up. I know I've heard um, a couple interviews with some reporters from WVs in the state. Uh, I believe I believe you interviewed Devin Williams, the Final Four guy uh, from 2010. So tell me a little bit about how you stepped it up and how you be so creative because I know it's hard, especially when you guys have a long offseason, practically March to uh, late October, <laughs> early November. It's a, it's a long offseason, Kevin. You're absolutely right. Like, I know how a calendar works, so – the off season's always been that long, but when you're doing a podcast, <laughs> oh my god! And it's about yeah. basketball, and you're sitting there in July, and there's there's no really anything basketball. 
And all right, so you said you're going to do this once a week, Josh, so what are you going to do? So without basketball stuff, it, it kind of makes you be creative. Now, I don't know how creative I've been, but I want to talk about things that I'm not going to talk about during the season. And what I learned from last year to this year, because of how long the off season is, it's like, well, let's get some more informed people and people uh, besides me talking during the off season. So I've had some friends on to talk about different, talk about Quentin Tarantino movies in one episode, uh, talk about a little more about graphic design and uh, West Virginia having new uniforms. So I took an episode to talk with a friend about that. I did talk to a couple more former WVU players. I talked to Devin Williams, and it was great to talk to him, and John Flowers, who was on the Final Four team. And those were really fun. And talked to informed people that follow the team as well, uh, a radio host and somebody who writes daily for all WVU sports. So it's good to get more, especially when it's my podcast, it's me. I'm not trying to bug people. I'm giving my thoughts. I do the podcast on my own. But in the off season, when there's not a lot of basketball to be discussed, then and it's a great time to do interviews with former players and stuff because it's their off season as well. So they're not going to have time, especially you know John Flowers played in Argentina last year. So I'm not going to try to get in contact with him in Argentina to do a podcast interview. So he has a short off season has some availability, so it's something I would feel more comfortable asking, and he'd be able to do it. So uh, more interviews to come because there's still a few more months of off-season, but um, I think that's a big change from off-season one to off-season two is, you know what, let's let's not hear my voice the whole off-season. Let's, let's talk to some folks, and those have been fun. I like talking to people on the podcast. That's cool, man. I, you have to, right? I believe it's like I said, it's, it's probably one of the only podcasts I listen to that has an incredibly long off season in any sports podcast, and you have to be creative. Uh, any, any episode in particular that was your favorite? Whether you were talking to somebody or some of your funny solo casts you've done? Um, I don't have a. I'm just I'm blown away when I talk to I talked to Kevin Jones last off season, who was on the Final Four team. Uh, and talking to the two former players this year, I'm blown away that I'm talking to as as a as a fan. I'm somebody who's followed the team and seen them play basketball and kind of lived and died in a sports fan way with what they were doing on a basketball court. To get to talk with them is it feels surreal. It's it's really a it's an amazing thing that the internet and and this anchor platform and podcasting has led me to talk with guys. I There's no reason I would be in contact with them. So that's super cool. Um, the the things that stand out for me when I'm talking to folks on the podcast are the, are the technical things that could be, <laughs> that just stand out as a, you know, and, and you've done lots of podcast interviews, Kevin, and sometimes yeah. as great as the technology is, uh, the the connection can go bad or something's wrong with a microphone or uh, my kids are dribbling basketballs in the house while I'm doing an interview or somebody's at a truck stop and <laughs> they need to open up the window because uh, they're, they're about to melt in their car. So those kind of fun things 
uh, me trying to pretend that I understand what the person's saying when the connection's cutting out, and then just hearing that back and just hearing how dumb I sound. Those are the things <laughs> that I look back and like, oh, that that's it's you don't want to bug your. I don't know these people, and so uh, for the most part, I've had some friends on, but the people I don't know, I want to be respectful of their time, and so. I get into my head when there's a bad connection or technology is delaying when we can start the interview. And unfortunately, my podcast is called Unreasonable Doubt. Those are the things I think about when I look back at the interviews. Like, oh, my gosh, of all the times I have a bad connection or uh, why in the world did you act like you were hearing him instead of just stopping and say, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Those are the things that I think about and I get a good laugh about. Right, man. I, at the end of the day, no matter how great this technology is, you can still have day one issues, right? That's the great yes. thing about the great thing about life is uh, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, actually, I didn't even bring this up, but what made you choose the name Unreasonable Doubt in the beginning? <laughs> um, I think it speaks more. It, it it speaks a little bit about WVU sports, um, but it has something to do with me as well. I am a I would describe myself as a glass half empty person regarding 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 myself. I'm very glass half full and optimistic. I can give that to other people right. and, and raise them up. Uh I not so much for myself and so um the Jay Z album uh, Reasonable Doubt is something that was an influence on the name and it's like, well, you know what? I I have doubts about myself, uh, and they're unreasonable. And so that just seemed like a a good name to call it. And then being a WVU sports fan, there's uh, this is a fan base that there's no national championships in basketball or football. Been to the national championship game in football a couple of times. Been to the Final Four a couple of times in basketball. Successful programs, but it's a wait for the other shoe to drop or if it's get, if if things are going well, you're waiting for something bad to happen, and all that tied into. So as a WVU sports fan, uh, the term unreasonable doubt, I think it applies as well. So it's double meaning for me, and then also for being a WVU sports fan and a basketball fan. There you go, man. No, it sounds like you found a good niche, and you never know, right? We don't know what episode will drop because of the unreasonability, and you know who knows what could happen, right? You just pulled a couple. Uh, emergency episodes on us, so who knows what could happen That's down right. the road. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, John, this is more of a serious question. It's one of the only serious questions I got. Uh, what's your thoughts on college athletes going pro immediately and that whole situation? I know the NBA is looking at possibly trying to get people out of high school in a couple of years, just go like what LeBron did. Uh, what's your thoughts about that? Are you for or against it? I'm for it. I'm for uh, somebody, if somebody wants to pay somebody money to play basketball and they are they have the qualifications, like they're right. good enough to to do that, um, then they shouldn't have to go a year to college uh, as it stands right now or spend a year away from high school before you enter in the NBA draft. And, and so they've changed that. They're going to change that. Um, I guess in a couple of years where they'll they'll drop the the one and done idea, and I'm I'm for that. I think that's it. Baseball it works that way. Other sports it works that way. 
other right. uh, businesses that can work that way. You don't have to go to college to, to gain gainful employment. And so it should be the same thing with basketball. Um, selfishly, I enjoy college basketball and, and would want to see guys come to WVU to play and also stick around. But from a real standpoint, uh, placed in their shoes, if somebody's offering them money to play basketball, uh, they should accept it because they're only getting paid an education when they go to college. Uh, and everybody else is cashing in. Uh, <laughs> With the with the NCAA, uh, except for the right. players, and I don't I don't have the answer for how you fix that, other than I do think it's okay uh, to not have to spend a year outside of high school to do that. And you have some people who are going overseas instead of going to college. Uh, one guy mm-hmm. did an internship at New Balance this this season, and then got drafted in the NBA. So you when you see the other path and say no, you don't necessarily have to go to college to do this. Um, I think that's a step in the right direction. I do think it's it's bad for college basketball, the one-and-done rule going away, but it only makes sense as a person to uh, right. not be restricted by by that kind of thing. If you're if you're good enough to go and they want to give you money, you should be able to go. A good example would be if we had that rule be Zion Williamson. I think he was more than ready to – make the next move if we hadn't had the rule for sure. Well, um, you know what, Kevin? I think I think people get wrapped up in uh, all the places where it went wrong, where somebody mm-hmm. wasn't ready and they got drafted. And that's you got to look at the ones that did make it too. It's not just all negative. And it's not my place to tell somebody if they're ready or not. Right. Um, so it's it's like a job, but you know people hire people that are aren't qualified sometimes, and it doesn't work out. Um, the NBA spends a lot of money vetting these people. That these are investments, and so you know it should work that way. Versus um, you know college basketball essentially being a a set up minor league system. Yeah, that, it, that's unfair. That's unfair to the players not making any money for for what they're doing. So. I think it's a good thing. No, 100%, man. No, I think anything to get these kids up to the next level and make sure they get the return. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what could happen in basketball. We've seen injuries, you know, right away. We've seen people try to make it, and they had career-ending injuries. So it's important to get them higher to the next step and let them let them be free, right, as a bird, and let them decide their own path. Um, so, Josh, because it's a worldwide podcast and a lot of people listen that are maybe not familiar with the sport, there's one thing in uh, college basketball everyone loves. It's March Madness. Uh, talk talk to me about what you do for March Madness. I know you, you've had me on your show for some bracket talk, but talk, anyone who's not a college basketball fan, what is March Madness? Well, so people who are not college basketball fans, they're at least probably familiar with the office bracket pool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people and even people who maybe like basketball but don't follow college basketball until February or March. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great, it's one of the best sporting events. Now I, I'm, I like basketball, so I've got bias here, but I think the first round of the NCAA tournament, the first four days, the first round and the second round is the, is the best. I mean, there's, there's so many games. They've, they figured out how to do the TV to where you're at one point in my life, four games are going on at the same time and you could only watch one. Now you can watch four games happening 
at different points of the game at the same time. So technology is amazing. But anyways, it's the best. And these brackets, people uh, have different ways that they fill them out. Uh, I feel like I watch college basketball. I rarely ever win the the bracket pool. Um, it's just a fun time to engage people who don't follow college basketball. Um, and everybody's paying attention to it in their own ways. I mean, the people who are in these pools that don't care about college basketball, they're not they're not watching the game, or maybe they will, but they're seeing who advances and uh, and the ways that people fill out brackets. You know, I like the name. I like the mascots. Uh, I have a friend who lived, who went to Boise State. Like those kind of things inform that. I just think it's a fun atmosphere all around, and it's it's the best part of the year for a for sports year for me is, is March and April. It's it's just a great time. There's other sports going on, but the NCAA tournament and and even the tournaments of the smaller conference tournaments that. The only way to get to the NCAAs is by yeah. winning your conference tournament. I mean, all of that is just great for a basketball fan. And then for non-basketball fans, if you haven't watched a game of basketball, you, you at least know that somebody in your office is filling out a bracket, and you've probably done one too. So it's fun. No, 100%. It's, it's an experience, right? Enjoy the experience. Have fun with it. Uh, and in your case, record a podcast with it. And just go from there, right? I think I think especially nowadays we need to learn, not not as a society, but just in general. Even if you don't know something, it's always good to just uh, join in, have fun, live it up, and, and never know, right? Some of these pools you see, you hear these weird stories. Won the office pool, don't know a lick of basketball. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's so and it's so many different. Nobody ever fills it out correctly. Nobody ever gets right, right. all the games right. And so with that level of chance. Um, it makes it fun, and and it's what's great, Kevin, and listening to our conversations in, in the past, too, and then the other ones that I've had, just how wrong we sound three <laughs> weeks later. It's great because uh, you pay attention to college basketball. I do. Right. I have one pay attention, and so to just get it flat wrong, it's that's great, too, because it's it just proves we don't know what, I'm, what we're talking about, but we have fun doing it. That's it, man. Just have fun, enjoy yourself, really, really dive deep into it. Uh, so, Josh, we're getting close to the end, but before we go, uh, we're going to have a couple more questions. Uh, how has your family been supportive of this whole journey? I know uh, you said you do have a family, and uh, yeah, just what's their support like and what they think of you recording whether you're in your basement or downstairs at night after a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not thinking about that because they're asleep, but they are very, my family's very supportive of my hobby of podcasting. Uh, my parents uh, are supportive. They they have, they have put their my podcast sticker on their car as a sign of solidarity, even though I, they, I don't know how much they've listened. But they're supportive of me doing it. They, they put up with me talking about it every once in a while. And extended family uh, gives uh, nice words every once in a while. So um, I don't... <laughs> Uh, I have unreasonable doubt about how much how how much uh, they listen or pay attention, but they give me love and they give me uh, support for for doing this hobby. So it's it's been nothing but uh, from nothing but love from family and friends. So that's that's encouraging. Nobody's saying why are you doing that or oh gosh, are you still doing that? You know, I, I, nothing but like oh cool, that's 
I heard this or how's the podcast going? Just just words of encouragement. So that's been that's been great from from my wife, kids, uh, parents, extended family. Uh, nothing but love so far. That's great, man. Now you'd be surprised what a couple words can do for just anybody trying to get into the game of a podcaster, right? Uh, we'll that's right. End, we'll, we'll end we'll end the show in a couple minutes about what's the advice, but you just you'd be surprised. Just putting out one episode can really be a big outlook. Um This is actually this is brought up a good point. You, uh, I saw you you got a couple unreasonable doubt T-shirts and the coasters and stickers, like you said. Uh, well, talk to me about a little bit of the branding side of it, how you've evolved the branding side from your first season now to your third season in coming. Well, Kevin, at the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing, so I probably <laughs> broke copyright law by taking the WB logo and then putting a five, you know, caddy corner to it and using that as my quote-unquote branding. I don't, I don't know how much branding is going on here in my hobby, but um, – so that was definitely I felt wrong doing that, and it was probably legal. So trying to figure out, so I found some kind of uh, website that I could make my own logo, and did that for a while, and then partnered up uh, in my second season. Uh, was blessed enough to have sponsors for the podcast, one of which uh, is a uh, their 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 name is Dyer Prime Creative Group, and they do graphic design. And so they came up with a logo for the podcast, giving my input, did a great job with it. And then they can put, once they came up with the design that I use when you listen to the podcast, you see it on your phone, uh, they were able to put that on a sticker. They can put that on a T-shirt. There'll be different things for season three that that logo will be on. And so it's really helped. It's identifiable. Uh, it tells you about the podcast with the picture. It's got a picture of a basketball with the uh, the Mountaineer hat on top of it. So it it tells a great story with with two visuals, and it's been great from there. And it's I think the level of interest <laughs> for these items outside of seeing it on your screen has been in line with what I'm doing. I mean, it's a hobby, so I, I try to give promotional items out to folks that come onto the podcast. Uh some people have uh have bought T shirts and stickers. So it's been um it's been really cool and I feel I can sleep better at night knowing that I'm not <laughs> breaking any copyright law or <laughs> trademark law. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good message guys. Don't don't uh we're from Josh. Don't do anything ridiculous about illegal <laughs> illegal logoing or and if you have any unreasonable doubt, uh, make sure you just contact someone who knows. I think it's, I think it's great. You can seek if you don't know the answer. Always seek someone who does. That's a great uh, great message to have, especially when it comes to uh, sports teams, right? It's the easy. It's probably the easiest thing to copy, right? You, you just put their logo up. Hey, I'm I'm the actual. To be honest with you, Josh, when I first saw your podcast, I, I literally thought you were like a team spokesperson. I thought this of course. Man, <laughs> I thought this. Yeah. Thought he was affiliated with like, oh man, I can't believe I'm talking to like an insider. But and then when I heard your podcast, I was like, oh, he's just an average guy. <laughs> this is some guy on his on his older iPhone uh, doing something uh, in some part, in some quiet part of his house, and he's not affiliated with the university. But it's fair to uh, make that assumption when I'm when I'm using this school logo. Um, again, uh, that was a bad move, and uh, you live and you learn. And I, I didn't keep that very long. But as a hobby, I thought I was – I don't know what I was thinking, Kevin. But uh, it's great to have 
a logo made by professionals that looks great and uh, is not something that's messing with anybody else's stuff. And, and that includes music and other things. Those are things as a as a hobby podcaster, you know, I, I use music a lot uh, early on, and I don't have any. I don't have any licensing for that, and so you've got to you've got to be in the right and not use other people's intellectual property uh, without right. their permission. So it's uh, that's a good that's a good podcasting lesson, and, and it's, it's amazing to to listen to some podcasters say, "Why can't I use this?" Well, because it's not yours. You gotta <laughs> ask. It's just like you can't use my car unless you ask me. You can't use their music without or their logo without uh, getting permission. So. Especially in today's world, day a day and age and world where you know people they take offense. <laughs> like we've seen lawsuits, we've seen it especially in the uh, the art world. Uh, when an artist creates something, you better ask or or any That's creator, right. You better ask or these guys will take it to the next level because they have their own branding on it. So it and always they ask, yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. Always ask kids before you or anybody, you know, moving up the ranks. Always ask before you uh, take anybody's stuff down. Um, so the final two questions here, what is the outlook for, I know it's a long way away, but what's the outlook for not only this season, but a couple of years down the road with the podcast and the team? So team-wise, again, I think they'll be better, but it's a it's a low bar to jump over. Um, and then I think if these guys stick around, then they can do some big things and, and be back in the NCAA tournament. And some people think they can do it this year. Um, you could talk me into that. Um, the last time they had a losing record, it took two seasons to get back to the NCAAs. So I'm using that as the template for my projection for the team this year. And then I think years moving forward, having this core together, uh, if they can keep most of them around, that it will be uh, the future is bright for WVU basketball. For me, you know, the podcast is a hobby. Uh, I do have. Uh, small sponsorship um, that I hope to continue and maybe find additional sponsors. Um, but I'm going to do this because it's a hobby. I'm going to do it uh, if I'm still enjoy it and I still love the podcast and do it and do it uh, for me. And it's great that family, friends, and strangers are listening to it. I would mm-hmm. like to see that increase in the future. Um, but the most important thing for me is: Are you enjoying? putting in the work uh, and work in the lightest sense because it's a hobby, but putting in the time for it and enjoying yourself. And, and I can mark that box now and say that I, that I still love and enjoy doing it. And so for that, um, the future, if it involves me loving it, then it's going to continue. And if I stop enjoying it, then it won't. And uh, that's not, I'm not saying that it's going to happen soon or anything, but from a hobby level, uh, that's, that's how I've approached other hobbies in my life. I, when I'm enjoying it, I'm doing it. And if I'm not enjoying it, then I stop doing it. So that's uh, it's uh, I don't want to make that sound bleak, but that's just the outlook I have on on hobbies. Uh, if I'm enjoying it, keep doing it. If not, uh, there's no shame in, in stepping away from it. No, 100%. That's been the whole theme this entire show, right? Unreasonable doubt. We don't know what's going to happen in five years. So it's just important just to live in the moment and, you know, if you enjoy, enjoy. If not, it's a great thing is with life. You have other outlets and, and you can still follow the fan, right, no matter whether you're doing a podcast or not. Um, there's always that fan side where you just hope the team does well and you can always be supportive. 
Uh, the last question uh, before we wrap it up here, as I said before, is what is for a first time podcaster? I know you had we all had that moment trying to create that first episode. What's going on with distribution? What do I use? What's the advice you would give to anybody trying to start a podcast, whether it be a sports podcast or non-sports related, uh, to go out there and get? It? Sure. Um, I know, and I, and I mentioned it uh, early in this in this discussion about um, stepping out of your comfort comfort zone. Um, uh, do do not have high expectations. That, and this is from my experience. Don't if your expectations and the reason you're doing it is for a number of people listening uh, or some kind of threshold there. You're probably doing it for the wrong reason. Um, and so, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, if you really want to do it, you will. You'll do it, and um, and you'll continue to do it if there's, uh, regardless of how many people are listening. And so, do it for yourself if you start, and also um, put the right amount of effort in in the beginning that matches your drive. Um, I didn't invest in equipment until like a year in. And it was and it was because it I wasn't good enough or ready to step up from what I was doing. The level I was at was matching the level uh that I felt like I was at. So I think and and also uh so those are two bits of advice. And the third is to um uh is to be consistent. Whatever you decide to do, um and whatever commitment you make for how often you're going to do it, be consistent with that. I see in other podcasts um, some that will – there's not a set time that they do it. Uh, they say that they're going to do a set time and it doesn't happen. And it's just hard to – you're making a commitment with strangers and people. Uh, you want to hold up your end of the bargain. So so be consistent. Um, and Put yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone, and and do it for uh, a passion and not for a number of people that you're expecting in a short amount of time. Be be realistic with your expectations there and have fun. You know, it's it's that's why I'm doing it because I enjoy doing it. So if any time early in the process you're not having fun with the process, then it's no big deal. It's not maybe it's right. not something is you can you can move on and. Feel good that you put your foot forward doing a podcast, and if, and you just stop liking it and just step away from it. So that's a long-winded answer, but those are the things that I experienced early on. That's a good way to end it, man. I think it's important, like you said, it, stick to your message. Whatever your message is of consistency, whatever that means to you, make sure you deliver on it. And, and like you said, it, at the end of the day, enjoy it, have fun. And if you need to take a break like you did the past week, I remember you took a break the past week. It's okay. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to step outside your comfort zone by taking that break, exploring other things and, and uh, enjoying life. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right, Josh, before we head out, though, man, you want to plug your social handles? First off, thank you for your time. I appreciate this early in the morning. Um, but you want to plug your social handles so people can find you across the web? Yeah, Kevin, if you want to check out my social media stuff, it's uh, on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWB, Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, I-M-J-O-S-H-W-H-I-P-T, and on Facebook, just type in Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about WVU basketball, and it'll pop up. 
and wherever you listen to the podcast. As a matter of fact, uh, if you Google Unreasonable Doubt WVU podcast, one of the things you'll see now on Google is a place where you can, through Google Podcasts, uh, hit play and go to a podcast. Because sometimes I get feedback like, how do you listen? And I've tried to show the different paths to get there. Now right. you can just Google in somebody's podcast. You can Google in my podcast. And on the main screen, we'll give you an opportunity to see the most recent episodes and hit play and listen from your web browser. So those are the ways you can get in contact with me. Awesome, man. Thank you for the tip there at the end. And thanks, as always, to United Podcast Experience listeners for taking time out of day to listen to these. Appreciate you guys, as always. Joshua, man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again for your time, brother. Kevin, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us today on the United Podcast Experience. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe so that way you can stay up to date with all of our guests. Check the description for all the links pertaining to everything discussed today. And if you want to be promoted or know somebody who should be, reach out to us at United Promotion on Instagram. Be sure to follow us there as well to stay up to date with all of our guests.